Surely there has to be something more permanent that transforms our lives than this once a year temporary experience that we call the season of Christmas. Surely something's got to happen that makes this more permanent. The good news, and there is good news, and the good news is that there is something more. Folks, a whole lot more. And it's not the season of Christmas, but it's the Christ of Christmas that I want to talk about. He's the one. He's the one who really makes all the difference, all the difference in our lives. Let me explain three things, just something of the difference that this Christ of Christmas makes. Let me share with you three things. Firstly, where the season of Christmas comes and goes each year, the Christ of Christmas remains and he abides with us forever. I want you to look again at that passage that was read to us by Michael. Look at what the prophet Isaiah says and look at the words carefully that he uses in this passage that was read. Isaiah chapter 9 and verses 6 and 7. I want to read that again. And I want to emphasize something I want to bring out to you in this passage. It goes like this. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. And he will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and with righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty, will accomplish this. Did you get that? Jesus Christ is the forever one. He's the forever one. He says to us in Matthew 28, verse 20, He said, I am, and he is the great I am, I am with you always, even to the very end of the world, to the end of the age. You know, when the Lord Jesus came on that very first Christmas over 2,000 years ago now, he came to make a permanent difference. He came to make a permanent forever difference in our human lives. A difference that would have eternal and wondrous significance for every believing person and not just something that was seasonal or temporal not just something that would descend and then ascend again later and again for most people this is a beautiful enjoyable time of the year being with our family and our friends enjoying our kids and our grandkids and Rose and I enjoying that very much today generally it is a fantastic day and then a week later, of course, we do something similar all over again as we welcome in the new year. Lots of festivities, lots of excitement, lots of exhaustion. And maybe for some of you, some good holiday breaks coming up as well. 
But then what happens after that? Let me ask you, what happens after that? When Christmas and the new year and all the festivities and the highs of this season end, what happens then? Yes, you're right. Get ready to buy hot cross buns. <clears throat> Easter. But what happens after that? Well, you know, it becomes a distant memory. Everything just kind of fades away. The credit card doesn't though, does it? The credit card bill, it will appear. Don't worry, it'll turn up. The bill will turn up. <clears throat> turn up, it'll, it'll arrive faithfully on time. And it's business as usual. Just like it was for those British and German soldiers after their Christmas seasonal truce during World War I. Beautiful time while the truce lasted. But then it was business as usual. But you know, when the eternal Christ of Christmas replaces the once a year season of Christmas and Christ makes his home in your life he will change you from the inside out I'll give personal testimony of that he will change your life you will become a brand new creation the Bible tells us and gives us this promise in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 therefore if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation the old things have passed away behold all things have become new beautiful promise from God there's a permanent change that God does on the inside and it's for the better and it's for eternity referring to the Holy Spirit the Lord Jesus says to those who believe in him, to those who receive him, he says this about the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> he says, for he lives with you and will be in you. John 14, 17. And this same God who promises this in the New Testament, promised back in the Old Testament, saying, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that wonderful? He just doesn't come and go like the seasons do. I wonder if you know this one personally this morning. You know, the second difference, <clears throat> the second difference is this, that where the season of Christmas is sentimental, the Christ of Christmas is supernatural. By and large, the season of Christmas is, is sentimental, but the Christ of Christmas is supernatural. Now, I need to say this, let's be fair, there's nothing wrong with sentimentality, is there? There's nothing wrong with being sentimental. I think it's an important God-given human quality. Most of you here, I'm sure, would have things that are of sentimental value to you, correct? Yeah. Rosemary and I are without exception. In fact, sadly, I have to say, only a couple of weeks ago, and it was, it's a couple of weeks ago. We had to say goodbye to a 37-year-old baking dish. <laughs> Listen, this is not funny. This, is not, this was no ordinary baking dish. This was a wedding present. A wedding present. Both Rosemary and I in front of this cupboard, and we opened the cupboard, out slid. We both watched this happen. 
outslid our 37-year-old wedding present and smashed into a dozen of very, very unattractive pieces <laughs> all over the top. It only bounced once on the tiled floor. And I think we both stood there in silence for a few seconds. And then Rosemary reminded us both that was a wedding present. <laughs> We're both fine now. We're over it. We did get over it. But I've got to tell you, I still don't know what to do with the lid. <laughs> Run, have you thrown the lid out? I have not been able to throw the lid out yet. Someone help me. <laughs> but isn't it true? We, we, we all have sentimental things. We have sentimental feelings about a lot of things. And they're mostly temporal, as you can see. And, and, and they get, we, get, you know, we, we get over it and, and it passes away with time. You know, there are many people who were sentimental about Jesus one day when he rode into Jerusalem on a donkey on Palm Sunday. A lot of sentimental people there. And they cried out to him, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And you know, not long after that, many of these same sentimental people were the ones who cried out, Crucify him! Crucify him! You see, the Christ of Christmas, however... Far from being a sentimental human emotion is a supernatural heavenly person who possesses the very qualities and characteristics of God himself and who will also impart these very qualities and characteristics. They are born into us, born into every willing and open human heart, including you here today. If your heart's open to him, if your heart's willing for him, those same qualities will be born into your own spirit, into your own heart. Just as an example, when the Apostle Paul wrote his letter to the Galatians, he spoke about the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. Not the fruit of something else. It was the fruit of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit. And this, this is the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace. Doesn't that remind you of Christmas? Hear those words a lot. Love, joy, peace. There's more. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. You see, these Christ-like qualities, they've got nothing to do with human sentimentality, but, but they are supernaturally reproduced in the ones who through their repentance of sin and they're asking the Lord Jesus, I repent and, and I ask your forgiveness. And when they invite the Lord Jesus to come into, the, into their lives, he comes in and he brings with him these fruit of the Spirit and they begin to live and reproduce in you. Doesn't happen any other way. You see, it's by his Spirit that he produces the fruit of the Spirit in you and me. And it's the fruit that will last. The fruit will last. Unlike some of the fruit that you've already bought for Christmas. How many have had to throw some of it out already? This fruit never goes off. This fruit remains forever. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Thirdly, thirdly, 
Where the season of Christmas is a human product, the Christ of Christmas is a divine person. Where the season of Christmas is by and large a, divine, a, a, a human product, the Christ of Christmas is a divine person. Let me read you these beautiful, magnificent words that we read often at this time of the year. Luke chapter 1, verse 30 to 36. Let me read them to you. But the angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary. You've found favour with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you will give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High God. Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Just like Isaiah said, his kingdom will never, never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One born will be called the Son of God. On that first Christmas day a long time ago, Mary gave birth, not to a season, but to a son. Not to a season, but to a son. Not to something that comes and goes each year. But Mary gave birth to the divine person, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who doesn't come and go, but who has promised to be with you and with me, with us forever. And because his kingdom will never end, his love for you will never cease. His power to change lives will never fail. So dear friends here this morning, if you haven't already, why not this Christmas? Why not make it this Christmas you do something a bit different? If you haven't done it already, why not this Christmas? Seek out and invite the Christ of Christmas into your lives. Into your lives. Invite him into your marriages. Invite him into your family life. Invite him into every dimension that makes up you as a person and your relationships. Invite him in. Do you remember, that one of the, remember one of the carols that the soldiers were singing in the trenches back in France, World War I? The title of one of those carols was called Little, Little Town of Bethlehem. Let me read you verse 3 of that same carol sung by the soldiers that night. Verse 3 goes like this. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him, still the dear Christ enters in. Hey, he wants to enter into your life. He wants to make a difference in your life. Will you let him do it this Christmas where he remains and abounds and abides with you forever? And he will remain in you. He will remain with you long after this season of Christmas, which we enjoy. But long after this season of Christmas has come and gone, he remains with you. Because you see, as the scripture has told us in Isaiah 9, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. 
So, folks, with this amazing, life-transforming truth in mind, trust it's in your heart. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you and your families and on behalf of us all here at Sunnybank District Baptist Church. Have a blessed, safe and joyous Christmas. Amen. Let me just pray. Father, we thank you for this magnificent time of the year. We thank you for the Christ of Christmas who makes all the difference. Lord, give us courage. Give us the humility to open up our lives to him. Father, we don't want something that's just temporary. We want something that's permanent. And you're the someone who makes all the difference. We thank you that with you, you are the forever one. You're the Christ of Christmas. And Father, we just want to worship you here as a people today, as a church, and say thank you, Jesus, for all that you mean to us. And Lord, incredibly, thank you for all that we mean to you. Remind us of that, Lord, will you, this Christmas? Would you remind us just how precious we are to you? How much you think about us? And Lord, we know as we've been reminded too that following this Christmas, Easter's coming and from the cradle to the cross, Lord, let our focus be on you. The one who gave his life. The gift that keeps on giving. God, don't let us deny this gift. But let us open our homes, our hearts, our lives, our families, Lord, our marriages to you. And may this Christmas be like no other Christmas we've ever had. Because we've really, really, seriously have invited you in to be the Lord that you are in every dimension of our lives. We give, give you glory and praise. And thank you for this time together. And look forward to the day that you lay out before us. In Jesus' precious name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Bless you, folks. Have a great day.